Because one of the things that I have always noticed with marriage and people that are having trouble with their marriage is they think they're the only ones. Yeah, and exactly. so they're, they're, they feel isolated and alone. Yeah. It's like, we're the only ones. I only I, There's only one idiot, and I married him. And so gotcha. it's like, that's what they think. And so you get around to other people, and you realize everybody goes through stuff. Sure. And it, it, it gives you such encouragement, and it's, uh, it gives you hope that, you know, what you know what you're going through, you're not crazy, and that there really is, you know, a, a way to get through stuff with help. Welcome to Marriage Day Podcast. I'm Jimmy Evans. This is my wife, Karen, and we are so glad that you've joined us today. Karen, we're talking today about the importance of church. Mm-hmm. Now, don't, don't switch off because this is very important. <laughs> When we got married, um, every Sunday morning, you argued with me, trying to get me to go to church. And my job every Sunday was to keep me going to church. <laughs> and you you won over, you know, a lot of the Sunday mornings, you ended up going to church. You know, and it was okay. I mean, it, it, at that point in our marriage, it saved our marriage. I mean, let me just say, if we if we did, were not in church, we wouldn't be married right now. But... Um, one of the first mornings, I didn't like Christians. Let me say, when I got saved at 19, I, did, I thought Christians were a bunch of nerds. I didn't, I didn't want to be around Christians. If I went to church, you know, I'd sneak in and sneak out. You wanted to get in a Bible study. You wanted to have relationships, and it mm-hmm. just really bothered me. So we went to church one Sunday, and we vi- you had us visit a couple Sunday school class. And, you know, people knew who I was in Amarillo, not for a good reason. But so we went to this couple Sunday school class and I'm, we're sitting on the back and we're sitting there. Now, I had just gotten saved. I mean, I was a rough guy mm-hmm. before I got saved. And I'm sitting in the Sunday school class and this guy, the teacher says, Jimmy, would you open us up in prayer? Let me just tell you something. It was the most terrifying thing that ever happened. And I, and I, I didn't ever want to go back. I didn't ever want to be put in that situation again. But every Sunday morning, you know, you were on me to go back to church. <laughs> And all that kind of stuff. But what happened, uh, and I, she's going to talk here in just a minute, is that what happened was uh, in uh, the darker days of our marriage, um, you called our Sunday school teachers on me one day. Oh, I called a lot of people on you. <laughs> well, well, Do you not remember the elders? What? Yeah, I got I called the elders, too, at one point. <laughs> Well, it's like tattletale over here. Yeah. Anyway, so I believe so, in accountability. So I went. I went to work one day, and we were fighting. And this was early in our marriage. You know, two or three years in our marriage. And so I went to work one day, and we were fighting. And and I mean, I it was one of those kind of times where I I came home and I was ready to go into round two. <laughs> so I came in the door, and Karen said, uh, "I called Carmen and Ethel, and we're having dinner with them tonight." Those were our Sunday school teachers, and I knew that wasn't a good thing. And I said, "Oh, Karen." I can't. She said, I told him everything. I told him all about what's going on. Well, you had to remember, I had my bags packed. I was leaving. Well, so, <laughs> so I, I, we ate dinner with Carmen Wethel that night. So the dinner, we go to dinner, there's small talk for 15 or 20 minutes. And then the rest of the dinner was Kerm, the man, telling me in a very nice way that he used to be an idiot like me and how he stopped being an idiot and started treating his wife right. So, what do you have to say for yourself? I'm glad that we had Kerm come <laughs> into our life. <laughs> so, a little tattletale over here. Mm-hmm. So, every time there was a problem, she'd call the Sunday school teacher or something like that. Well, it helped. I mean, 
the ultimately, you know, our marriage was well, let's, safe. Let's just back up and, and explain one thing, though, that kind of one of the reasons, because we're kind of talking about church and how important it is. Yeah. And I do, I do think, I think we have to have that fellowship, that relational, you know, with other people that, because one of the things that I have always noticed with marriage and people that are having trouble with their marriage is they think they're the only ones. Yeah, and exactly. so they're, they're, they feel isolated and alone. Yeah. It's like, we're the only ones. I only I, There's only one idiot and I married him. And so gotcha. it's like, that's what they think. And so you get around to other people and you realize everybody goes through stuff. Sure. And it, it, it gives you such encouragement and it's, uh, it gives you hope that, you know, what, you know, what you're going through, you're not crazy and that there really is, you know, a, a way to get through stuff with help. That's, that's right. Well, the other thing I say is, it, you know, when you're going to church, you have to visit until you find the right church. Mm-hmm. And also, you finding Christian friends is like mining for gold. Sometimes you have to go through, you know, a lot of different people that you know to find those one or two or three couples that you really like, mm-hmm. that you really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And we did. And uh, it was, I can't remember how long it was into our marriage, maybe three or four or five years, we met a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they were they were kind of spiritual mentors to us, mm-hmm. but also they were fun. Mm-hmm. And I, he played golf, and we enjoyed playing golf together, and you, you liked her. That was the first Christian, honestly, it was the first Christian I ever liked mm-hmm. and felt comfortable around. Well, from that point forward, we now we have dozens and dozens of very dear mm-hmm. Christian friends in mm-hmm. our lives. Church saved us. It saved our children. And so we, we got involved in church. Julie, our daughter, her best, she's 48 years old. Her best friend, she met at, in, in kindergarten at five years old in church. Mm-hmm. Still her best friend. Mm-hmm. And so our children, uh, what we said to our kids, and, and I'm going to say this to parents, and I, I want you to listen to me. But what we said to our children is, you, you go to church every week. And you go to youth group every week. Those two things are inviolable. You're going to be in church. You're going to go to youth group, whatever you do. Now, today, kids are so busy mm-hmm. that a lot of Christian parents, the, the mantra of Christian parents right now, this is this is awful, is you get, get an education, get a career. Get an education, get a career. And what I say is, so here's what's happening. You send your child to a, a Marxist, uh, socialist uh, public university, so they can be indoctrinated to hate God and to hate America. Mm-hmm. And then they get out and get a job if they do get a job and stay single and don't get married. And you train them that way. Get a job and get a career. Well, what we taught our children is love God and do what he wants you to do with your life. From from the time our kids mm-hmm. were in junior high and high school, we said, what do you believe that God wants you to do? Mm-hmm. And our daughter said, I want to go to college two years, get married and have children. Well, and both of our and, kids, and we said that's great. And, and both of our kids went through spells of not yeah. be, being that close to the Lord and, and not wanting to be in church. But they ended up meeting their spouses in church. That's right. And they're the greatest people in the world. Yeah. So the, the church is again not every church is a great church. There are some churches that don't mm-hmm. teach good stuff. There are some churches that are mean. But churches in general are wonderful bodies of people that love God, and there's a support system for doing the right thing. And in the world that we're living in, I can't tell you how many times that you know, we would wake up on Sunday. I didn't want to go to church, but I went to church, and it was just such a great experience. Mm-hmm. You come home so excited, so happy. But in you know Hebrews tells us Hebrews ten says, "Don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together, as is the habit of some, but come together, encouraging each other, stirring each other up to love and good works." And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. 
It's a support group to do the right thing. In the world that we're in today, there's so much peer pressure and so much temptation to do the wrong thing. We need a support group. And so in in church, what we always had because of her (laughs) is we went to church, but we always had a support group. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, the discipleship group, the church that I ended up pastoring for 30 years. We were members of the church before I became the pastor. And we went to a group. She signed us up for a discipleship course. Didn't ask me. But these, it was a Wednesday night discipleship group of like a dozen people. And see, I, I mean, I was still smoking at that time. I was still struggling with, you know, a lot of stuff. And I didn't want people to, I didn't want to get too close to people because I didn't want them to know my business. And so you're, what you did was, again, my worst nightmare. <laughs> and you said, I signed us up for this discipleship group. And this is another church story about her. And so we go, we go to the discipleship group on Wednesday night, which I'm dreading. And and we met Bob and Sarah Key, who just transformed our lives and this group of people that we love. We walk in, we don't know anybody. And we walk in and Bob Key, the leader of the group says, well, we need a worship leader. Is there anyone here who plays guitar and can lead worship? And Karen said, he can, pointing at me because I play the guitar. I had never sang a worship song in my life, except in church. Uh, you know, and and, they, and Bob said, you're the worship leader. That's But you know what? It ended up being really good for you because then you even wrote songs. You went home and started practicing and even wrote songs. You were so gifted and so you didn't even know trouble. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is, so, but it was a phenomenal 12 weeks. It was mm-hmm. a 12 week d- discipleship group. We loved the people in there. But like you said, Karen, one of the things that, that I found out, because I was so messed up, I found, well, first of all, three years later, I was the pastor of the church. I mean, it's pretty incredible, mm-hmm. but, but the, I found out that I wasn't the only one messed up and also found out that people still love you, even though you're messed up. Mm-hmm. And Bob and Sarah were just precious friends. Mm-hmm. Of course, our daughter, that's her best friend is mm-hmm. Amanda, or I'm Sarah, Sarah Beth Key. Mm-hmm. But, um, it church transformed our lives. Of course, church became my vocation, your vocation mm-hmm. too. Uh, pastoring for all those years, absolutely great people. But let me say, on the other hand, I've heard the testimonies of so many people who they're, they were great people in church, everything was going great for them, and then their lives fell apart. And, um, and as they tell their story about what happened, one of the common lines, you've heard this a hundred times, is, well, we got out of church. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. all these services. we were in church, we got out of church and then, and so the, when the wolf is looking for a sheep to eat, he's always looking for the one out by itself, mm-hmm. but he's never looking for the one up by the shepherd. Mm-hmm. And so the closer we are together in Christian fellowship, the more stronger our faith is, we're encouraged. We have a support system encouraging us to do the right thing, not to do the wrong thing. We have people praying for us. Mm-hmm. We iron sharpens iron. We help each other out. So our encouragement is, and see, COVID causes a lot of people to get out of church. Mm-hmm. And now they're watching online. We encourage you to get in church physically mm-hmm. as much as you possibly can. Some people, you may be infirmed or whatever. As much as you possibly can physically be in fellowship with other believers, it's absolutely crucial to keep, to keep your spiritual life strong, but also to keep your marriage strong. Thank you, honey. It's very good. I feel better after being able to share all this about you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> you realize this great man I've become today is <laughs> because of her. I'm joking. Great to have you with us today. See you next time, Marriage Day Podcast. 
Hey, this is Brent Evans with Exo Marriage, and I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, hey, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out exomarriage.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, articles, and live events.